What do you do when loneliness strikes? Many of us fear loneliness and wonder why we find it so painful. If you're an emotionally sensitive person, you may experience feelings of loneliness more often and more keenly than most people do. What is the secret to overcoming loneliness? How can you learn to live with or even embrace those moments when you feel alone? Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week, we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash yourgreatjourney. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Today, we're sharing a helpful excerpt from Dr. Karen Hall's audiobook, The Emotionally Sensitive Person, Finding Peace When Your Emotions Overwhelm You. In this audiobook, Dr. Hall speaks to those of us who are often told to stop being so sensitive. If you've heard this before, you may have wished it were that easy. Well, now it is. Dr. Hall shares proven effective cognitive behavioral and mindfulness techniques designed to help you cope with intense emotions. You'll learn powerful tools that can help you manage intense emotions before they take over your life. In today's episode, Dr. Hall addresses one of the most pervasive and least discussed taboos in our culture, loneliness. Many of us feel lonely, but with the proliferation of social media, it's harder than ever to admit that we're feeling isolated. We may fear that no one else in our networks will relate. Dr. Hall lifts the veil and reveals how common it is to feel lonely. She discusses how damaging the stigma around loneliness can be and offers some inspiring and helpful tools for overcoming loneliness. Relationships can be a source of joy and help add meaning to your life. If you're emotionally sensitive, friends and loved ones can provide you with companionship and assistance during difficult times, as well as share in your celebrations, broaden your perspective, and offer feedback that will help you understand yourself. Relationships are also important to helping you manage your emotions in many different ways. Listening to others' descriptions of emotional experiences can teach you to label your own experiences accurately, especially if you were never taught this. Knowing that other people feel the same emotions as you, though perhaps not as intensely, can help you not judge your feelings. Sharing your joy with others may magnify your pleasure, while sharing your sadness can lessen your pain. When you're angry or ashamed, talking openly with someone you trust can help ease that feeling. Learning how others solved problems may give you hope that you can do the same. It may be easier to overcome fear of certain situations or of new experiences if you have a buddy with you. On the other hand, relationships are full of emotional landmines. Yet whether you're unsure how to form relationships, struggle with out-of-balance relationships, or have given up on relationships, it's likely that deep in your heart, you crave a sense of connection and belonging. Loneliness Many emotionally sensitive people tend to feel intense loneliness on a recurring basis, 
Perhaps routine interactions with people at work or school keep you from feeling lonely some of the time, but then it hits you in the evening when you sit at home wishing you could tell someone about your day. Perhaps weekends when you don't have plans with anyone are particularly lonely. Holidays and your birthday may be the most painful times of all if you can't share them with friends and loved ones. Maybe you're lonely every day. Why you can't just make friends. The obvious solution to loneliness is to make friends. However, while loneliness is painful, the thought of attempting to meet people can be even more agonizing. Being told to just make friends, as if it were easy to do, can lead to increased self-hatred and doubt. Often the difficulty in meeting people is about fear of rejection and being judged. Rejection, even by strangers, can hurt you to the core. The region of the brain that's activated when you experience rejection is the same that registers emotional responses to physical pain. In fact, the thought of people you hardly know having the power to hurt you deeply may be particularly scary. Or maybe you believe there's something profoundly wrong with you. Perhaps that you're basically unlovable and that this flaw is obvious to others. You wouldn't want to risk the pain of having that belief confirmed by being shunned. You may also be afraid that you'll be seen as weird, an outcast, or troubled, even dangerous, because you have few or no friends. Plenty of people are lonely. Part of loneliness is thinking you're the only one who feels that way. Actually, many people suffer from loneliness. Even though you may feel the pain of loneliness more intensely and more often than others, Everyone feels lonely sometimes. There may be an evolutionary reason that loneliness is such a common feeling. It prompts you to pay attention to relationships, which until relatively recently in human history were critical for survival. While being a member of a tribe is no longer necessary for our physical well-being, the fact is that having friends and feeling as that we belong to a community still enhances our emotional health. The Consequences of Loneliness The consequences of chronic loneliness are significant. If you're frequently lonely, your difficulties in life will seem worse, and your joys will be minimized. If you already struggle to cope with difficult emotions, loneliness can add significantly to your emotional distress. In addition to the emotional pain, chronic loneliness impairs your concentration and attention and contributes to premature aging and even death. Examining the Causes of Your Loneliness Just as loneliness can be painful, so can relationships, as anyone who has fought with a friend or suffered a breakup knows. Thus, deciding how to deal with loneliness requires careful thought. Maybe you think that being lonely is preferable to risking friendships. Before you decide that's your best option, though, ask yourself whether your decision to not connect with others is based on fear such as fear of others criticizing you, rather than your true preferences. If it's fear-based, it may be blocking you from living a life that's consistent with your values. Taking action to build relationships may be one more way to live a values-based life and thereby reduce your emotional distress. Think about what else may be preventing you from building relationships. Is it a judgmental belief, such as that you're basically unlikable or that people are out to hurt you. If so, remember that judgments 
typically represent inaccurate overgeneralizations. If you're open to a different view, you can probably find evidence in your life that contradicts that belief. For example, while people may have purposefully hurt you, it's probably not true of everyone in your life. Very likely, only some people have behaved in ways that hurt you, either intentionally or unintentionally. Remember, too, that they are all different kinds of people. If one person wasn't a good friend to you, another may be. If you weren't a good friend to someone, keep in mind that your future behavior doesn't have to be the same. Finally, maybe your decision to stay lonely is based on problems you can resolve. If you don't have the social skills needed to make friends, for example, it might help to take a class or talk to a therapist. If you're hypersensitive to routine comments, then learning ways to cope with the give and take of friendly conversations might be the answer. If you've typically chosen to have relationships with verbally abusive people, then you may need to learn how to choose friends who are respectful to you. If you're not willing to work on friendships because you don't have the energy or care enough about yourself, then seeking treatment for depression might be called for. Understanding what you have to overcome in order to meet people and build friendships will help you make an informed decision about whether you're ready to start the process. If you're not willing to work on relationships, you can still learn to not judge yourself for being lonely, as well as build other kinds of meaningful connections to minimize the pain of the loneliness you experience. Stop judging your loneliness. When you're lonely, you may have judgmental thoughts, such as, I don't have any friends to hang out with. I'm such a loser. As you know from Chapter 6, judging yourself in this way adds to your emotional discomfort and makes coping with a tough situation even more difficult. Letting go of such judgments won't take away all the pain of loneliness, but it'll help significantly. Accept your loneliness as a fact, but only a part of your life. Like a spot in your yard where the grass doesn't grow as thickly, you'd prefer to have your lawn be lush all over, but having a sparse patch doesn't mean you can't have an attractive yard. In the same way, Having loneliness doesn't mean you can't lead a contented life. You can focus on other ways to enhance your life, such as those discussed next. If you don't accept the loneliness that's there or work on changing it, then you'll continue to suffer. Alternate Ways to Experience a Sense of Connection You can connect to life through activities you enjoy, which may be as simple as gardening, reading, or taking walks. Try to do these things mindfully. Total absorption in an activity will help create a sense of belonging and connectedness. If you find your thoughts wandering or find yourself making judgments, like, I'm a loser, these plants will never grow, and this won't make a difference anyway, which is normal, simply redirect your attention to the activity at hand. Be mindful of the physical sensations involved in whatever you're doing. For example, if you're gardening, then completely focus on the feel of the earth, the smells, and the breeze on your face. The more you focus on the activity and let go of judgmental thoughts, the more enjoyable and rewarding the experience will be. Immerse yourself in creative activities. Paint, write, cook, create photos or films, decorate, play music, arrange flowers, or spend time in art museums. Do whatever is your creative passion. An artistic connection can lead to feeling more alive and part of the world.
Some people experience a sense of connection through dedication to a cause or providing service to others. Your cause may be related to the work you do, but not necessarily. Perhaps you want to feed the hungry or work for human rights. Find a way to be involved in making a difference. Watch for the extreme thinking that can stop you from even getting started with this, such as, this problem is too big. Making one small difference is enough. You can also help others through online volunteer work and not leave your home. There are websites for online volunteer opportunities that might fit you, such as www.volunteermatch.org. Being lonely doesn't mean you need to be isolated. Engage with the world. Consider doing by yourself the things you'd like to do if you had friends or companions. Going out to dinner and to movies by yourself can be daunting, but you'll find it easier over time. As discussed in Chapter 1, emotionally sensitive people often feel a connection to the world through nature. Go to a park or lake or walk in an arboretum. Studying history is a way to gain a sense of connection with the past, traveling to historic places, such as walking down the same road Cleopatra is believed to have walked, or visiting sites of the early American colonies can enhance that sense of being a part of humanity. Working with your own family history and genealogy can form an even more personal connection to past and present generations. Understanding your ancestry may help you learn more about yourself. Consider focusing on your spirituality. Whatever your beliefs, being in touch with a higher power can be comforting. A sense of greater meaning carries with it a sense of connection. Pets can be wonderful companions. Maybe you'd like to adopt a cat or dog. You can also volunteer to care for animals at a shelter or provide them with a foster home. Consider a pen pal. Writing a person who lives in a different country could be a safe and interesting way to build a connection to someone. Perhaps you found yourself dismissing these ideas as you listen to them. What you really want might be lots of friends who accept and love you and never hurt you. You may wonder how something like building a relationship with a pen pal can make a dent in your feelings of loneliness. Watch out for extreme thinking such as, this will never work. Following the suggestions in this section won't erase your loneliness, but it'll help. Try one. Give it your full attention and you'll see a difference. Then try another. If you still wish to spend more time closer to people, then classes, book clubs, or other group activities can offer you a structured and relatively non-threatening way to start. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, The Emotionally Sensitive Person, Finding Peace When Your Emotions Overwhelm You. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please, share it with friends who might also enjoy the show. See you next week. This episode is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash your great journey.